All right, all right, all right. What's up, what's up, what's up, everybody? Welcome to the Why Jesus podcast. We are on episode number nine. I'm excited for today's episode because here I am hanging out with uh, two people that I've known for well over a decade. And uh, we've been in business together. We've traveled together. We've spent, it's crazy. So as, as like business partners, sometimes you end up spending more time with each other than your regular friends. And uh, over the past 10 years, uh, we've at least seen each other like four times a year. That, that seems to be the, uh, the consistency and probably a little bit more than that. So I'm here with my buddies, uh, Brian and Lorenzo. So, uh, Brian, what's up, brother? How are you? I'm great. Excited to be on with uh, Mr. John Clash. Doing big things. Um, where are you located right now? I'm in Denver, Colorado. Colorado. Nice, nice. Uh, Lorenzo, you're in Colorado as well, right? Yep. All right, cool. How's everything out there? Nice and cold? Cold and uh, there's like four foot snow drifts all over our house right now. So I can't really uh, go no, no, thank you. No, thank you. No, thank you. So um, let's get right into it, guys, because I know you, you guys are both pretty busy. So just a little background. Uh, like, how did you guys come to faith? Um, you know, before we get into discussing the topic of how to keep God first as an entrepreneur, how did you guys come to faith? Did you grow up in the church? Uh, I remember when I got involved in business, I remember seeing Lorenzo and your your whole entire team, and I was like, "Oh, that's those are the Jesus people over there," you know, because <laughs> I was not I was not a believer at the time, and uh, I thought it was it was interesting because I never knew people who um, I never knew that you could be like a Christian and an entrepreneur and successful. I always thought that you had to be poor. So uh, I guess we'll start with um, Lorenzo, and then we'll we'll bring Brian in on how you guys came to faith. Yeah, for sure. That's funny. Well, I'm glad that's what we were kind of remembered as. Um, <laughs> it's pretty funny. But uh, yeah, I mean, you know, I've been in Colorado pretty much my whole life. And my, my parents were divorced. And so I didn't, you know, we kind of had a broken family growing up. And I didn't uh, um, really, I, I guess I grew up going to church, but it wasn't something that I like really latched on to. You know, I remember trying to think it was like when I was probably eight or nine. It was like the first time I actually like remember church. And it was when they would pass around the the trays of, uh, hey, Lorenzo, of and stuff. Lorenzo, I'm sorry to cut you off. Uh, is anybody else hearing his microphone like that? Yeah, a little bit, a little bit. All right. Uh, try turning your mic off and turning it back and turning it back on. All right. Sounds like a, a Lorenzo robot instead of a Roy Bell. <laughs> Naturally. Is that any better? So uh, speak for a little bit um check check one two is that any better yeah it is it is definitely is okay. all right so continue we're at the offering plates yeah so uh yeah so i remember them passing around the plates and um not really knowing what it was about and i just was like and i started taking money out of the plate thinking that they were just giving away money at church and i was like oh this is pretty cool and i was like the first time i got slapped at church and my mom gave me the death stare and then i learned later on what that was really for so that was like my first church experience but um, outside of that I mean you know we, we, we kind of went and stuff and I didn't really latch on to it much didn't really pay much attention and then um, when I was 16 I was a sophomore in college or not in college but in, uh, in high school my my best buddy Mark um, invited me out to FCA fellowship of Christian athletes 
So I started going to that once a week with these guys, and that's really where I started to, um, you know, I guess just really fall in love with it. That's when I got saved and, you know, put my faith in Jesus. And, and uh, yeah, I guess that's that's where it all started for me. And it was probably another several-year gap between getting saved and actually, like, growing in my faith, so to speak. But that's where, uh, you know, that's where I made the decision for me, which was um, a cool point in time. Yeah, mine was mine was the same as like uh, I got saved, and then there was a long period of time before I actually took it seriously. And we'll we'll get into that uh, as we go through it. So, Brian, what was your journey to Christ like? Yeah, so I, I grew up going to church. Um, I remember us going to church, and uh, the highlight of church was potentially getting to stop at McDonald's afterwards uh, for a seventy-nine cent cheeseburger. But when I was uh, eight years old, I made the decision to get baptized. And I'm not sure how much you understand at eight years old. Maybe you understand a lot, but they asked me a pretty simple question at that time was, uh, they said, why do you want to get baptized? My answer was simply uh, because I want to go to heaven and I don't want to go to hell. (laughs) So I don't know if it was so much of a faith thing or a transferring my trust into the finished work of, you know, uh, Christ's work on the cross and, and not leaning on my own for salvation, but completely having that be something that, um, you know, he takes care of, but similar, similar in the sense of my journey has been a, uh, one that's been a gradual progression. I think that, you know, we all have different challenges that come along with the faith side of things are in, in seventh grade. I had my, one of my best friends commit suicide, uh, shot himself with a shotgun. And I remember after that, not wanting to sing in church or do any of the, the praise and worship in church and just kind of not understanding some of those kind of different things. And, um, really it's for me, my story has been a lot about, um, God being somebody that I wanted to use to help, get me to where I wanted to go rather than uh, being in awe of God and worshiping God and wanting to create a relationship with God just because of how incredible he is and the grace that he has with us. So I could I could elaborate much further, but I got baptized early on and it's been a progressive um, sanctification since that point for sure. I think that's a, a good distinction to make because I was caught up in the um in that whole like prosperity minds mindset when I first got saved, uh, and it, probably because of the environment that we were all in, um, but it it was just I was using God as a means to it. I was kind of using him like the law of attraction, you know. I was like, oh, if I, if I do good things, if I believe in God, if I go to church, like maybe maybe good stuff will happen you know and i had put my faith in christ you know i I did all that studying and i I realized that jesus is who he says he is you know from the historical context and everything but i still had this this weird view of god so it's interesting that you say that that you kind of used him as a as a means to an end instead of just loving him for the way that he is and for what he's done for us already so let's um (laughs) excuse me let's fast forward a little bit now we all were part of the same network marketing company right and you guys were you guys started way before i came in and you got started young like super young how old were you when you first uh when you first got introduced to that company and, and started like moving and what was that progression like and you guys personally worked with each other right 
Yep, Brian. Yes, Brian got did. me to do it. Oh yeah, that was a that's a good yeah. friend right there. <laughs> All right. Well, there's a longer story to it, but he uh, he was stubborn about it at first. That's just kind of his mo. So take us through that, Brian. Since you since you uh, recruited Lorenzo, how was it? Um, you know, first starting that business and like. Did you have any skepticism? Were you like, what the heck am I getting myself into? Because you were like 18 years old or 19, right? Yeah, so Lorenzo was 19. I was a few years older. I was 22 uh, at the time we got started. And my, my brother was the one who uh, introduced Lorenzo. So it was kind of through through that. But we had uh, uh, conversations all together about getting, getting started. Um, at that point, I was just getting done or getting ready to go into my last year at um, a four-year private university, top 50 rated business school. I had learned at that point in time that I did not want to become an employee. I did not want to clock in and clock out for somebody else. I had already made a decision, even though I didn't know what the thing was going to be, that I did not want to um, you know, be an employee. I didn't want to be uh, controlled. I wanted to have more freedom. I wanted to have the flexibility, create my own <clears throat> income. And so when I saw... Um, I was very, very open. I had zero skepticism whatsoever, which was probably not like that's not the best way to go about things having zero skepticism. But I did not. I just had a feeling that this is going to be something that was going to be good. And uh, we did not have a lot of success in the beginning. That is for sure, because I had to have my skills catch up with uh, the results that I wanted. That definitely took some time. And what's cool is Lorenzo out earned me in that company by three to one, even though, you know, he was in, he was in our team. So he was, uh, he was the face of the group and really the guy that, um, you know, showed the rest of us what was possible. So it's kind of cool how that can work in that industry. Yeah, definitely. Lorenzo's story was, uh, was something that was so inspiring because what was it for like your first four years, you, you made less than minimum wage you know, and then on your fifth year, you were pulling in like 20 grand a month and 30 grand a month or something like that. Yeah, that's pretty wild. My, uh, yeah, because I was a freshman in college when I signed up and just started school. And um, I mean, I, I didn't know anything about network marketing. I mean, Brian was, you know, his, his little brother is my best buddy. And so Brian being, uh, I think he was a senior when I was a freshman in high school. He was always somebody that I, I really looked up to as um, he's just a stud all around. And so him doing it really brought a lot of validity to it. And then that's kind of what got me over the hump once I did get started. But, uh, yeah, I mean, we just started doing it while we were going to school, but I, I mean, I didn't have any business background, didn't have any entrepreneurs in my family. I mean, my, my vision was, you know, like this, you know, as far as go to school, get my degree, go out and get a job. And there's nothing wrong with that, but that was like the only thing I ever learned. And so I didn't know anything outside of that. So when we got into this, I remember Brian bulldogged me into, you know, driving across the country to Minnesota to go to a seminar. And so we went to that and that was when we saw like, what you know, just the bigger picture, like what was really possible in the network marketing world. And I, that's when I just fell in love with it and just decided that um, I didn't know how it was going to work or how long it was going to take or, you know, if we were going to get, you know, make a lot of money, whatever. But I just knew that this was something that I wanted to do, you know, and if, uh, and if we make a bunch of awesome, and if we don't, you know, hopefully I can at least make enough to pay my bills. So, um, so that's what we started. But yeah, my first four years, um, it was a mixture of going to all these seminars, spending a bunch of money on that, and did not make 
I think my my first four years combined income, I made less than ninety thousand dollars total over the four years, and um, and then the four years following that, you know, um, I made it was like one point four million or something like that. So it was uh, once it once once the tide turned, it was it was pretty wild. Yeah, I, I remember when the when the I, I think you came to New York for a regional. And it was around the time that things kind of flipped for you. And um, I remember sitting there like, dang. I think I was uh, probably a marketing director at that time. This was before I, I hit the next rank in that company. So just for everybody listening, um, all of us got to the top 1% of, uh, of income earners in, the, in that network marketing company. Now, I know that sounds like incredible, but I, was, I didn't rake in 1.4 million. You know, uh, it's when you hear, yeah, the top 1% of the whole entire company, you, you have to understand network marketing st statistics, right? Um, most people who join network marketing don't make any money. And it's not for any other reason that most people just join and don't do anything. You know, as simple as that. They get started and then they, they just don't do anything. And then they tell everybody it's a scam. Um, <laughs> but uh, so, all right. Now, when business was rocking for you guys, so let I'm going to skip over, you know, my whole journey to Christ and just get to um, when when I was a believer and I was putting business before God all the time. Like, or a day putting business before God and it's when you're an entrepreneur it can it can be an easy thing to do especially if you're a new believer right like I was I was fresh in the game I, I was not a Christian for you know I, I was never a Christian outside of being an entrepreneur it was always I was an entrepreneur first and then I became a Christian so I kind of treated it in that order I treated my business first and then my walk with God second and i did that for years like years 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 and um then obviously you fall flat on your face and, and god kind of uh you know pulls the rug out from under you and is like hey man i'm trying to talk to you here but so talk to me um because both of you have you know ran on empty at at certain points of just running um you know running through the numbers and building the business you don't get to 1.4 million by like skipping, you know what I mean? You ju you just don't. You go absolutely ham. So, what were some of those moments like? And um, did you ever catch a moment where you're just like, man, I pro I probably should uh, start putting God first. And uh, we'll start with Brian. And if you guys could reset your microphones again, like turn it off, turn it on, because I'm hearing static on on both of you guys, and I just it's gonna sound crazy when we just do the uh, audio playback. Sounds good. Is that any better on your end, John? Yeah, much better. Okay, cool. Well, I, I'll clarify one thing. Um, Zoe said that he made $1.4 million. That was over a certain period of time. Uh, he made, uh, I don't know, about three times more than that in total in, in that company. Um, so just to give all the listeners a little bit more context for what that was all about. Um, but I think, I, I think, I like this question a lot, and I think that's something that, it's hard to realize what's going on at the time when you're going through these certain challenges and struggles until you look back and realize what was happening. And I think, you know, us humans, we are, we are prideful people. And, you know, the Bible, it says not to lean on your own understanding. And I think that's where you can kind of get trapped is like, um, you know, we, we are in an industry <clears throat> that was about personal development. If it's going to be, it's up to my, it's up to me. So it's, 
it's a great thing to take personal responsibility for your own results and your own actions, but it can kind of go on, at least this has been my experience, and swing the, the other, other side of the pendulum where it's like, well, I'm going to make this happen. It's going to be all up to me. And you stop depending on God. You stop, um, you know, reading your Bible as much and you just get so laser focused on me producing the results. And you can only do that for so long, like you said, before you either get burnt out or you get humbled or whatever you want to call it. And, and there has to be this a wake up call for it's like, hey, it's not going to happen. It's not going to happen. You know, you're trying to do it all on your own. So you either you're either going to learn your lesson now or you're going to learn your lesson later. And sometimes uh, if you're stubborn like me, you have to learn the lesson uh, multiple times before you and probably still uh, still got lessons to learn. Amen. Lorenzo, you're up. Yep. So, yeah, I mean, I echo a lot of that. And yeah, I mean, over the course of, you know, what is it, 12 or 13 years that, that, that we built that, I mean, it was, it was, um, you know, as you look back, you can kind of see like the, you know, the kind of pinpoint those times, those moments in time where, not moments, but kind of seasons in life where you're letting the business kind of, you know, take priority over, over your faith or, you know, really any of the other important things in your life. And, and I just, uh, as I look, as I look back on it, I know that, you know, my, my seasons of, of where I'm, I guess I'm trying to think where it seems like I'm, I'm not so much struggling, but it's like, it's such a, it's such a grind to like really get any kind of momentum, not just in the business, but like in our life in general, like whether it's my, my relationship with my wife at the time or, you know, or stuff with, uh, you know, friends or just whatever. It's like things are much more grindy and just more out of whack, you know, when I, when I didn't have, you know, my faith as the priority. And so I just know that, uh, you know, it's just like God puts his thumb on you and, and makes things really uncomfortable and makes things that, you know, other areas of your life, not, not so fun where it really makes you take a step back and say, you know, maybe I, you know, need to evaluate like what, what are my priorities right now and where am I putting most of my time, effort and energy and not that it needs to take away from any part of the business, but you know, it's just like, what, what are your, you know, your, what, what's the, what's on the forefront of your mind throughout the whole day. So I just know that, you know, like over those cycles of my, my business and, and over the last 10 years that, you know, when I'm, when I've got my faith, you know, as my priority, it seems like everything in life tends to go a little bit smoother and a lot less friction. And, and when I get off the rails at all, which, you know, I've had to learn that, you know, several times throughout the last 10 years, and I probably will more in the future where it's just like things go out of whack and, and it's just not as uh, in sync as it could be, um, you know, especially with, with the home life and stuff. So, um, but again, like Brian said, it's something that, you know, you can, you tend to see better as you look back in hindsight, you know, versus, you know, in the actual moment. Yeah. I, um, so what, what's interesting is like when things are going well, we'll, uh, we'll forget God sometimes. Right. And then when things start to fall, like start to get messy, we'll still forget them. Right. Uh, because we're focusing as, as Brian said on like, Hey, if, it, if it's, if it's going to be, it's up to me that, that, that sales build, build, build mentality of just like savagery. And it there is some some good to that in a sense, because as Brian said, you know, taking responsibility for your results is, is super important. But it's like we completely put God off until things hit the fan, right? Then we get like, hey, God, man, I need the help. You know, we, we get on our knees, we start praying, and then things get better, and what happens? We go right back to 
you know, all right, I'm going to pray. I'll, I'll pray when I get home. All right, this. And it turns into this roller coaster. And I'm not saying that God is this like genie in a bottle where it's like, you know, seek ye first the kingdom of heaven and all these millions of dollars will come to you. You know, that's not, that's not uh, how that verse goes, you know. But it's, um, it's, it's something that I've experienced in my own life where we've, we'll face challenges and we'll get like really into our prayer life and then things get better and then we we coast. And there was this one point um, in, uh, I think it was like 2016, you guys know what I'm talking about, the, the, the kaboom that happened, you know, with our company and they got frauded 150 million in like China and the finances were all messed up and things just really started to go backwards. I remember I was, um, I had to go back to work. Like I had to, I said, man, God will make you eat your words, right? Like he will really make you eat your words. I said, I will never go back to, I can remember the moment I said it. I was in Morocco and uh, we were having a conversation and so we found out that somebody like went back to work or something like that. And you, you know, that arrogance that came with the whole, ah, yeah, I'll never go back to a nine to five. I will never do this. Never, never, never. I feel like God was listening because he always is and was like, yo, I'm going to make you eat your words and teach you the biggest lesson. And man, I had to go, I was driving a 650 BMW drop top convertible and I had to go work at a deli. And it was just like, man, but God used that season of, of my life to just pull me back to him and really, really just, just say, hey, John, I'm going to bring you to a point where all you have is me, this BMW, <laughs> and your mom. You know, that's, that's all you, you're going to have. And that's all that I had for a season. And in that season, I grew my deepest relationship with, with God. And it's carried over to all of the good things that have happened since then. But I don't think without that season of falling flat on my face, what, like what would I, who would I be? You know, so I don't know if you guys have any any moments in your business that happened like that where God kind of just slapped you up and brought you back to back to him. If you could, you know, talk about. Um, <clears throat> so you want to go first or you want me to go ahead? <laughs> well, um my story, I guess, was a, a little bit different with some, we experienced some of the same challenges that period of time in that company. Um, I had been building that company with my wife for 10 years at that point in time. And we had been really frugal. We, uh, rented, rented a home for way less than market value. Instead of buying a home, we, uh, didn't go buy fancy things. We saved our money and we invested, we saved our money and we invested and we sacrificed. And so, um, when that time came around in 2016, 2017, things were rolling really well for us in a, in a number of different fronts. Um, but then I made a couple big speculative investments and I went from millionaire to, um, um, not having very much money in the bank account, put it that way, uh, having, uh, kids, um, uh, being sleep deprived, trying to restart. Uh, different businesses, trying to get traction in different businesses, uh, having a kid during the the lockdowns and 
having my wife be mad at me because I had actually borrowed some extra money to put in some of those investments that I thought were going to be work out really well. Like everything just seemed to not be working for, um, let's call it three or four years. And so I had to relearn and retake the test over and over again, I would say, before I kind of realized that I needed to really prioritize a, a relationship with God. And um, it was interesting. I was watching a, uh, I was watching a Frank Turek video, who I know you're a big fan of from uh, the book, I Don't Have Enough Faith to Be an Atheist. And even though I'd heard some of this stuff before, um, and like on the apologetic side and why Jesus is who he said he is, he was, he was explaining like just how magnif- magnificent the universe is. And he was explaining how I think like the next closest star or the average distance of the star in our own galaxy was like 30 trillion miles away. And if there was a spaceship traveling 16,000 miles uh, per hour, um, that it would take something ridiculous, like 201,000 years to get just to the next star. And that was just in our galaxy. And there's just a crazy amount of galaxies. For whatever reason, it just kind of put things in perspective for me. And it's like, if, if, you know, if there's this God that is timeless, spaceless, immaterial, and created all of this, living a life there's consequences to living a life and putting attention on things that don't really matter and if if you know he says who he is says if he is who he says he is excuse me and he created the entire universe and he sent his son down the cross for somebody like me like maybe i should start doing things a little bit differently and that just really changed uh, i don't know why it was that but it kind of helped shift the direction of my focus and my heart. And, um, that was, that was a big, big deal to me, but I, there were several years that it was frustration, stress, uh, just a lot of not fun things for sure. That was actually very beautiful. <laughs> I guess a really well, good, you. it is a really good story. And it's interesting how, um, how God uses random things. Right. Like it's not like you you got on the Internet and heard this uh, deep theological dive into the complexities of the universe and, you know, how putting God first will help you. And uh, all this. you literally just heard some apologetics that just sparked something in your mind to say, hey, I should probably be paying attention here. And it's just so interesting that God God knows exactly how to get our attention and he does it in, in the most interesting ways. Um, so Lorenzo, talk, talk to us about, uh, your experience, maybe getting the, the rug swept out from under you. Yeah. I mean, it's, uh, it's, yeah, it's been an interesting handful of years. That's for sure. And I think, you know, it's like, cause majority of the last, you know, decade was, was in or building that business anyway, was in my twenties and, you know, that's when I got married and that's when we started having kids kind of towards the tail end of that, but, you know, just kind of being so so laser focused on that business, um, you know, really, at least in, in my 20s, later part with with uh, me being married and then having our first kid and then second one, um, you know, it's just, I think, I, I, obviously, there's a lot of things that went into everything that we all went through, but 
I do think it was a good chance to just kind of reset and, you know, really, you know, like Brian was talking about, like figure out what the things that we really want to be the priorities in our life. Because I mean, I was gone all the time I and mean, I was doing meetings. I mean, we live out in the country, so I mean, it's a good 45 minute drive into town. And so I was just gone a lot and, you know, grinding and building that business and, and doing the things I thought I should be doing. And, you know, and for a good chunk of that, you know, making sure that my, my, my faith walk was, was priority for sure. But, um, you know, but obviously even that could get better, but, you know, my, my family was kind of the, the, uh, um, you know, second or third priority in that season. And it was starting to take a toll on, you know, just my, my marriage, my family life, stuff like that. And, and, um, you know, so when we went through all of that, it was a, a good season of, of, you know, shifting and pivoting and, you know, obviously all of us kind of figuring out what, what we're going to do, you know, moving forward financially. And thankfully we had been, you know, fortunate enough to have made a good chunk of money over that time. And so we were able to put it in some different places and kind of insulate a little bit, but, um, you know, but it's been such a wild shift over the last four years from, you know, my priority of, you know, even just loving to build that business and go out and do all the meetings and see the people and just all the stuff that came along with building that to now it's like almost like total opposite where it's like, I just, I've been trying to like build a life where I can just be, be home as much as I can and be with my family and just do the things that, you know, just trying to keep the main things, the main things. And it's just such a drastic shift on, you know, what I was like in my twenties. And, um, you know, now I'm sure I got plenty. If you ask my wife, I still got plenty of stuff to work on for sure. But, you know, at least now I'm, I'm, home. At least now I'm home a little bit more for her to um, <laughs> for her to be able to tell me that stuff. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, being home is important. Um, I, I think I learned that, uh, you know, now that I'm married. And uh, I, I used to be the person who's like always out, always doing stuff. I was an introverted extrovert, but I liked doing the meetings. I liked running through the numbers. I, I liked, um, you know, there's always crazy stories that come. I remember my brother almost got like kidnapped one time doing a presentation. You know, there's there's just all of these crazy stories that happen. And um, it, it's it's a lot of fun. It's exhilarating. And it's it wears on you, though. I remember being so tired all the time, like just all the time. Um, so let's uh, let's switch gears a little bit. You know, we're, we're talking about the times that God has, you know, kind of woken us up. Now that we're we're all on the same page of making sure that God is a priority in in all of our lives and God comes first in business, you know, it's God family business, you know. And obviously we we look at business as a way to provide for a family. So it's not like uh it, it's not like you're making stupid decisions, you know, but it it does come in that order, God family business. So one thing that I um when uh when I had the realization that I need to just start putting God first, I felt like he had a conversation with me. I'm not one of these people who like hears the audible voice of God, you know, like I, that's, that's just not me. But, um, uh, I had this, uh, this moment where, you know, I created the God entrepreneur brand and in creating it, that came from a place of, I've always put business before God. Now, now God's going to kind of be my business that sounds really prosperity preaching, but I mean, like going to build a brand that helps entrepreneurs keep God first. That was my whole mission when I first did it, because I felt like God was telling me how, how many, how many times are you going to put business before me? How often do you do this? And I'm like, every day, 
every day. I put I put business before you. And it was kind of like this moment of you're not going to be able to do that anymore because now uh, your business is going to, one of your businesses is going to be helping other people in business keep God first. So one of the things that I, that I do is I just, I make sure that the first thing when I wake up is I pray, I say, thank you. Thank you, God, for waking me up. I go outside. I have a, I have a balcony. Well, this would be my last night on the balcony. Um, but you know, I, I wake up, I go outside and I, I pray and I read my Bible. That's like priority number one. I, I cannot start my day without doing that. It, even if I only have time to read like two verses, this is what I'm doing. I'm making sure that God is first, no matter what. So that's how I kind of started it. And then in doing that, it helped um, everything else in my life start to align that way. I started, you know, before I do a meeting, praying, before I eat, pray, all, all of these quick little moments that I, I just wanted to keep God at the forefront of my mind. Because sometimes we hear, oh, keeping God first, you know, we think that you have to like stop everything, pull out the prayer rug, you know, and like get on our knees and say, thank you, God. Like, that's how you got to pray. No, you can just have a conversation. Just, just, Hey God, thank you so much for this. Boom. Then we get started. Right. So what are some of the tips that you guys could give anybody listening that, um, if they're struggling to find ways to keep God first, what's something that they can do to start? I think one of the things that I know that I've struggled with in the past is when people say God, family business, it's like, well, is that like a time thing? Do I need to have more time that I spend with God than I do with my business? And do I need to spend more time with God than I do with my family? Like when people look at, you need to prioritize God first, that doesn't necessarily mean that you're praying for eight hours a day or reading the Bible for eight hours a day. I think that's one thing that is easy to get caught up on and be like, well, I, I can't do that. And for me, one of my, one of my challenges and struggles uh, even, even recently is like, well, I have all this work that I need to do to be able to provide for my family. I don't have time to, you know, spend time reading the Bible this morning or listening to a good sermon or spending 10 minutes in prayer. Like I, I have to get to these things. Obviously that's a, that's a lie. It's not true, but I like what you said. And I've experienced the same thing. It's like, if you can prioritize something early in the day that, that, goes a very long way in setting up the rest of your day and God can do bigger things in our lives than we can do on our own. We all know that. So it's like, if you're spending time in the word and praying, you know, who's to say he's not going to do something big in your life that you couldn't have done if you worked for 16 hours that day. Again, not a, not a prosperity type of preaching, but I mean, he can do those things if he wants to do them. So yeah, it's that's a, a couple of things I've experienced. I think that's, that's so true. Um, you know, it goes back to what we were talking about earlier when you said, if it's, if it's going to be, it's up to me and we get so focused on me. I got to do this. I got to do that. I got to do this. Um, I'll tell you something recently where, you know, I, I, uh, I look at my stuff with YouTube as like, this is my God project. You know, this is, uh, this is something that I enjoy doing that helps spread the gospel, helps bring awareness to, you know, Christian perspective, but I can kind of turn it into an idol sometimes, you know, the, the actual YouTube thing. And I'll put like all this effort into a video and like nothing happens, right? 
I'll do a five minute, take me five minutes to make a video. I did a five minute video. It's got six million views. And like, that's, that's got nothing to do with me. You know, like I, that, that was the worst video that I think I've ever made. And it's, it's six million views. So I know it's a, it's a horrible metaphor for that, but in the same way, like I'm saying this because it's like the algorithms, right? So you could work, 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 and the algorithm don't pick it up at all. Like it just does not pick it up. But you could just put something stupid into it and the algorithm, boom, just takes it. God is like the ultimate algorithm. You know, he can just do it. You could spend hours and hours and hours and hours a day working on something and get no results. And then God's just like, now's the time, boom. And then that one person comes into your organization or that you get that one phone call about a deal that's going down that you now get to be a part of, or you get, it's just our reliance gotta be on him and, and not what we're doing. So Lorenzo, what's, what's some things that you do in order to keep God first? Yeah. One, one thing I always just struggled with, I guess it's kind of a double-edged sword. Like my, one of my, I guess if I have a superpower, it's like the ability to like be laser focused and to like a crazy degree where, you know, it's just like, and and like this, and and I'm such an introverted person where like, I don't talk a whole lot. Like, it's even funny. I found myself in network marketing because I'm introverted. I don't like to talk to people. I'm I'm not very articulate. Like there's so many things that, that don't align with, with our business, but I found myself here anyway. But, uh, um, but with that, like I have so many and we all do, but I have a lot of like, you know, just internal conversation with myself and just a lot of thinking time and being so focused on what I'm doing. Like I've spent, I spend the most of that time in my head thinking about other things than God, right? Like about my businesses or, you know, or, you know, different conversations or things that I might be worrying about or stressing about, but like anything but God. And so, um, one thing that has been really helpful as of late that I've, that I've tried to implement is just you know, being more cognizant of, you know, throughout the day when I am having those internal conversations, like when I'm in the shower or when, you know, when I'm sitting down for a meal or when I'm driving or just, you know, when it's just me and myself, um, you know, instead of thinking about my, my mind wandered all these other things, um, just having my conversations with, with God in those moments and, and trying to, you know, just build that relationship, build that fellowship and, and um and just grow in my faith on that regard and just so, so that way i can you know at least my my focus and my brain thought is is towards god versus all of this other stuff so that's been something that's been really helpful lately just you know again just having the awareness of you know um instead of thinking about what i was about to start thinking about you know it's a good time to pray a little bit or just have a conversation with god or give those things up to god and just you know talk to him about it versus just talking to you know my dumb self about it all the time I think that that's a really good uh, good perspective because um, for those of you listening that may not be entrepreneurs, you may not understand how like an entrepreneur brain works. It's literally firing on all cylinders all the time, all day, thinking about the next move, thinking about uh, the you know lining these things up. I mean, you guys remember when I called you just about uh, this whole Why Jesus Network thing? I was like ping pong, ping 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 pong, pong pong pong. Like that's how my that's how my brain was working while I was you know, talking to you. And, um, it's, it's constantly trying to figure out how to do the next thing. It's constantly like, all right, if this deal goes through, then we can do this. If this deal doesn't go through, then I'm going to have to pivot and go like this and blah, blah, blah. And it's always just doing that stuff, right? Oh man, I got I got to make sure I set up some time so I can do this. It's always like that. And uh, what you said 
really struck with me because I think about those things as like as myself, you know, me, how am I going to do all of this stuff? And instead, we should kind of just say, hey, God, I got all this stuff I got to do. I'm, I'm thinking about this deal, thinking about that deal. What should I focus on right now? You know, kind of just asking God instead of just letting your your neurons fire like crazy, you know, in, in your mind. So I think that's a really, um, I'm going to start implementing that. So thank you for that. I'll say, I'll say this too, on that note, you know, we, it's so easy to make excuses about, I have to do this with my business or I don't have time or whatever the case may be, but like we're, we live in such a consumer society and not just a consumer society of like buying things, but we're constantly just consuming stuff, especially because of all the things we have access to now on our phone. It's so easy to open up a Facebook or Instagram or YouTube shorts, um, especially when it's John Clash, you know, just to start clicking through all those. Um, <laughs> you have amazing stuff on there, by the way. Thank you but, so but much. But on, on a serious note, like we're just constantly consuming and we don't even think about it to pick up our phone and just check our, our texts and our emails and those kind of different things. And I think there's just a lot of value in being quiet and not consuming. And there can be a lot that comes from that but it's when you get in the, the habit of it so much it's, it's like we are almost training ourselves to constantly be busy and consuming whereas instead of just being still that can go a long ways too yeah i, I read a book from john c maxwell called how successful people think <clears throat> and that book really helped me because I, I think a lot, but I, I think to do. I think to do. Like that's that's it. Is it? There's a very short period of time between thinking and doing, and that can get you in a lot of trouble. So um, in the book, he talks about prioritizing time to think, and in taking those moments of just sitting still and going through your own thoughts. And you know, I, now I'm going to start implementing. Uh, whenever I have quiet time, I pray, but. I like what uh, Lorenzo said earlier about just instead of me thinking about these things, ask God to kind of think about them for you. Um, but setting setting a t setting time aside is so important. Silent time, you know, quiet time is so important because you know we pick up this thing, especially as an entrepreneur. You know, sometimes you get this like anxiety where. I'm like, yo, I don't even want to turn my phone on. I don't even want to see what it's going to say because I don't want to pick up that call. I don't want to have to deal with this meeting that I have today. I don't want to. And then, you know, when you're building teams or, or you have businesses running, nine times out of 10, every single day, there's at least one problem you got to fix. And, uh, and so it is important to kind of step away from that and go back to that mindset that you guys were talking about earlier of, yeah, God could just do it. You know, that problem that you that you have anxiety over, God could just, boom, fix it like that. And when you rely on him, I, I see that happen a lot. Where, like, I worry, 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 worry. And then when I'm just like, you know, I'm done, I'm done worrying, God. You you take it. It ends up working itself out. And I'm like, I should have just, just done this from the beginning, you know? Um, <laughs> so uh, let's let's pivot to something that I really want to talk to you guys about. Um, in the business world, there is what I like to call business spirituality, and this can come in many forms, right? I can come in the form of the prosperity gospel, but there's a lot of new age stuff 
that comes in, you know, with law of attraction, positive thinking. Um, and there's nothing wrong with positive thinking. Positive thinking is definitely better than negative thinking, but critical thinking beats all. Um, so did you guys get caught up in that business spirituality at any point? Um, cause I did, I was all in on the law of attraction, all in on some of this prosperity stuff. I was all in on it. I, I was like looking to buy crystals and you know, just, I was, I'm like, man, I got to change the frequencies of this. It was so crazy. And I was a Christian. So I was not a Christian. Then I became a Christian, but I was still practicing the new age stuff, not even realizing that it was new age stuff. I just thought I was like hacking the universe or whatever. So have you guys, you know, I know you've experienced it in there, but did you ever get sucked into it? Yeah, we did for a little season there when the when the secret first came out. Uh. <laughs> I remember watching that and then I don't remember who I watched it with first, but I remember we would have little team meetings where we would invite a bunch of people over to watch it together and and uh, and spread the good news on that front. And so, yeah, we got sucked into that for a little while. And that's that's just it's a tricky space to be in because it's just one of those things where it's like, you know, if, if you're all about the universe and, you know, things conspiring for, for your benefit and all this, that and the other, it's it's like, you know, you can ask the universe for stuff and, you know, you might even get more of it if that's where your focus is. But, um, you know, it's like you're you're unreliant of God at that point. And so it's just uh, especially as a Christian, it's just it's muddy, muddy water to get into for sure. So thankfully, as we started to, you know, grow in our faith a little bit and start to get me you to know, learn more about theology and and uh um just things related to that and you realize just how how unbiblical all of that stuff is we were able to you know to get ourselves out of that but uh yeah it's it's running running pretty rampant but yeah we were we were uh, eating that up for a good handful of years there in the in the early years what about you brian yeah well same and <clears throat> i i think again and i mentioned this a little bit earlier it's like we almost want to use god to get to what we want instead of just being in awe of God and grateful for who he is and what he's done for us. <clears throat> but things can be spun very subtly in a way that's kind of hard to decipher what's true and what's not, especially as a new believer, especially if you haven't uh, studied some of that stuff. I mean, it's, it's tricky. And I think the other challenge that can come into play is when you see somebody who's very successful talking about those things, it's like we've been taught, like, find somebody who has what you want, do what they do, and you can have what they have. And so it's like when you come across somebody who you feel like or appears to be very successful, it's like, well, if this is what they did, then maybe I should maybe I should do that too. It's just, it's, it can be easy to get caught up in because, again, you're making it about, at least the way, this is the way that I view it, you're getting caught up in what can I get um, and just making it about yourself. I mean, that's that's – you understand a lot of attraction and, and that's tough better than I do. You're coming out with a book on some of that stuff, but it's like, we're almost making ourselves mini gods of like, Hey, that do this for me so that I can have it. Like the, the attitude, your heart is just off. Yeah. It's all material focused. I, I find it interesting that the law of attraction gives you, um, you know, all the promises of the world, you know, like literally, uh, uh I, I think back to Jesus in those, uh, you know, when he was fasting for 40 days in the desert, the, the devil came and offered him all the things of the world. You know, I'll give you all of this. And that's what the law of attraction offers you is all of the material things in the world. And 
it, it even teaches you that you are divine and, and all of that stuff. And it, it's interesting that when you're caught up in it, you can be so blind to it. And I still know so many Christians who are all in on the law of attraction. That's a big reason that I wrote the book. Um, but mostly just, even if you're not a Christian and you read the book, there's no way you're going to believe in the law of attraction anymore. If you do, it's because you want to. Um, <laughs> well said. So, so there was a, there was a point um, when one of, one of uh, the leaders in, in our last company that I was directly connected with, he went like down a, a law of attraction rabbit hole and started like, Hey, if you're not watching the secret five times a week, then you're never going to be successful. And just like all of this craziness. And, um, I remember calling David peach. And if you guys have listened to me talk for any amount of time, you guys know, I always talk about David peach. Um, so Brian and Lorenzo both know who David peach is. And I remember call, I, I can remember it like it was yesterday. I was in the gym in Port Chester and I was just, my soul was like, Ugh, like I was so mad because of this whole law of attraction stuff. And I called him, I was like, doc, what, how do you deal with all of this crazy law of attraction, manifestation, new age nonsense in this industry and like still keep a level head and not want to punch everybody in the face? And he's like, kudos to you, John, kudos to you for, uh, for, for seeing through the deception, you know, and you guys know how he talks. Um, kudos, yep, kudos to like you. That. He goes, John, you have to be a light in the dark. You have to separate these things. And just understand that you've been placed here by God for a reason. But kudos to you. Kudos to you for seeing through it. And it, like, I thought I was going crazy, right? And having that talk with Peach, it was like, it brought me from like up here back down. And, and you you do realize, hey, I'm here for a reason. I'm I'm here to, to, yeah, we're here to build a business. But I can wake people up out of this nonsense. I can talk to these people because we're in constant contact with them. I'm the one that can ring the alarm. So when you guys were um, coming out of the law of attraction mentality and stuff, did you have people fight against you that it's like you introduced them to it and then you're like, yo, this stuff is no good. We're out of here. Um, and they're like, no, I love it. Has that, has that happened to you? <laughs> For sure. And I and I, I can't think of like specific moments, but yeah, you can tell or feel the friction. And even like myself, like I remember we were so, or I don't say we, but I was so like entrenched in it when we were um, soaking all that stuff up. You know, it's just one of those things where, you know, you don't know what you don't know. And, you know, so sometimes it takes somebody like Peach to smack you and to get you to actually critically think about this and, you know, read your Bible and get into the theology of it and just really learn how different it really is. But um but I remember when I did first get smacked around with it a little bit, I, I even had a hard time like not not accepting it, but like wanting that because it's like it's just that's why it's so popular because it's it, it, it right. tickles your ears or like the things that people want to hear if you you know if you do this and if you think positive and and uh, you know or even you know like use God as a genie, it's like you know you can get everything materially that you want and it just it's like it just doesn't work like that. And at the end of the day, um, yeah, so we. Um, so I had my own friction and then finally we were able to kind of pull out of that and see the differences. But, um, and, and even little stuff like, and this might be a, a different rabbit hole to go down, but, um, you know, like my buddy, my buddy Franco, who's one of my best buds, he's one of my business partners. But, um, I remember he said something that was, 
I was several years ago, but I remember when we would share our testimonials for the business about, you know, like the success we've had and, and stuff like that, you know, we would always say like, we're very blessed. Right. And he was like, ah, man, I hate, I, I hate when people say that I'm blessed, you know, when it comes to financial stuff, because it's like, you'd be blessed without that. And it kind of hit me like a ton of bricks. And so that's why I try to stay away from saying that when I'm talking about anything financially related, because, you know, it's like even us here in the U S like we're so much better off than 99% of the rest of the world. So even if you are broke here, like we're still financially more blessed than most of the rest of the people that are out there. But even that can be, um, even that can be a, a downfall for people. So, um, but it's just like little things like that, where it's, um, it's just baked into us where, and that's our sinful nature of just to, you know, want to get rich and not that that's bad in and of itself, but like, that's the things that we are, you know, that's, that's where all of our thoughts um, are focused on and that's where our intentions are focused on is trying to get all the material things of the world versus just focusing on what you know what god has in store for us and um but yeah so anyway long long story short yeah we we had plenty of friction peeling away from that because you know it's like you believe what you believe and we thought that stuff was was real um and uh you know when you have to bite the bullet on that and go 180 on it it's a you know it's a prideful thing to have to swallow that well, kudos, kudos sure. to you, Lorenzo, for uh, <laughs> for biting the bullet, uh, Brian. It had, what was your experience, kind of leaving that uh, that whole law of attraction stuff? I think I think Lorenzo said it well. I don't think I have anything really to add. We worked in close circles um, in a lot of different ways, so he summed it up better than I could have. Yeah, I um. <sighs> I like what you said about, uh, you know, how Franco was like, um, was like, you know, I don't like it when people say blessed. And I understand what he's saying because we are blessed just with our next breath. The biggest blessing is our relationship with Christ and the, the fact that we are saved from death to life. It's like if that's all that you got in this temporary life that we have, you are blessed beyond measure. It doesn't matter how much money you do or do not have. Like this life is so temporary, so temporary. The fact that by putting your faith in Christ, you now have eternal life where you don't have to deal with any of the, the ups and downs that we face in entrepreneurship or just in life in general. It's just eternal bliss in relationship with God what what's another 1.4 million you know what i mean like <laughs> right. it's it's just that is the biggest blessing well said well said so we are running up on an hour right uh and you know i i don't want to go too long too long but i just kind of want to get um from each of you what well, first, I just I want to announce to everybody that hey, newsflash: these guys and uh, and the Why Jesus Network are actually going to be launching a kind of side podcast where we're going to be discussing. Um, it's going to be called the Godtrepreneur Bod Podcast, right? We're doing a fitness challenge, um, a Godtrepreneur <laughs> podcast uh, that's going to be focused on helping entrepreneurs keep God first. 
um, build their businesses while keeping God first. And also these two, you know, Brian and Lorenzo are some of the smartest people that I know. And they have a lot of tips and a lot of insight and a lot of knowledge on just how to be a successful entrepreneur, how to face struggles and how to get through those struggles. And they they have a lot of value that they're going to be able to bring. And we're going to be um, inviting other guests as well, people who are Christians and entrepreneurs and some people who are Christians and like multimillionaires and still have sound theology. We're not like a David Peach. That dude millionaire on millionaire and no law of attraction, no prosperity gospel, no none of that. He's the first person that actually showed me how to read the Bible. So we have a, a whole onslaught of guests that you guys will be able to to listen to and learn from. So we're excited to launch that. So what are you guys looking for um, in, you know, looking forward to uh, with this podcast over the, you know, we're not going to do it every single week. We're, we're just going to do it when we can do it. But what are some things that you're excited to talk about and, uh, and, and maybe some guests that you're excited to bring on down the line? I, I think um, one of the things is that just having a space where we can have these conversations and being able to tune into them is valuable i think one of the things i'm excited about from a selfish reason is gonna it's gonna force me to grow and get better because in order to be able to uh teach certain things or share certain things um you know you you got to get better and so you know you've already already forced me to get better to think about things a little bit differently when you asked us you know what does it mean or what does it look like to keep god first in business i don't think i've ever made a list of things of what it actually looks like to do that so from a selfish standpoint that's one of the things that I'm looking forward to. And then I think bringing on other people that are successful in different areas of entrepreneurship, whether it be uh, real estate or digital marketing or, um, you know, e-commerce, whatever it might be, having them share what's worked for them. And just because you can hear one thing just a little bit different way and it can make a profound impact on how you do things. And so I think that we're going to have some of those moments on this podcast where you're going to take one one golden nugget and be able to do some really cool things as a result of it, make some big changes as a result of it. Amen. Yep, for sure. Um, yeah, I mean, it's just, uh, um, you know, first off, I appreciate you looping us in on the whole thing. You know, like John was saying, like over the last decade, like we were in the same company, but didn't really, you know, hang, we were just, you know, different parts, different teams, all that stuff. And so I've been able to, he was one of the people that I kind of watched from afar. And over the last, especially the last several years, you know, he's somebody that I just, uh, you know, have a lot of respect for and, and um, you know, just have always, you know, appreciated everything that, that you're about. So especially when you came out with the whole Godrepreneur stuff, um, I just remember thinking like, oh, that's such a cool idea. And then here, fast forward a couple of years later, you're, you know, throwing a line out to bring us into the, to the circle a little bit. So I appreciate the heck out of that and you and everything that uh, you've created so far. And, and yeah, just, I mean, whatever whatever value that we can bring. I mean, I, you know, I, I learned a lot of stuff from Brian over the years. Um, he's one of my go-tos and, and I think, uh, you know, the most value that I can bring is through all of the, the dumb stuff I've done over the course of my life and helping people learn, learn from that side of things so that people can avoid some of the, the pitfalls that, um, that I've fallen into for sure. Um, because, uh, yeah, there's been, there's been plenty of them. And, and I think uh, a big part of, you know, why our, our life has been so fortunate 
is just because the people that we've been surrounded with, you know, whether it's John or Brian or, you know, Brian's little brother, Mark, my best buddy, you know, it's just, uh, you know, we've got a lot of entrepreneur friends that have successful businesses, but, you know, like my buddies, Charlie or Ben, you know, there are people that I, that I look up to spiritually and, um, and that I, I think have um, just a lot of good stuff cooking. And so being able to, you know, bring them into the thread so that people can learn from those, those different people, I think is going to be super valuable, but, um, but again, it's just, you know, that's, that's why we've been so fortunate is because we've got so many great people around us. So to be able to, you know, help other people get exposure to that, I, I think is going to go a long way on top of, you know, learning from all the dumb stuff that I've done throughout my life. Yep. Ditto. Amen. Well, I'm excited to learn from both of you. I'm excited, uh, to, to, you know, listen in on some of the podcasts. I'm excited to be on some of the podcasts and, uh, to, to meet some of the guests that we're going to be bringing on and to help people understand business through the lens of Christianity, right? Because not everybody is, is built to be an entrepreneur. Not everybody is built to be um, an employee. Not everybody, we Christians come in all shapes and sizes and all different walks of life and all different ambitions in life. But the one thing we're going to make sure that we do on this podcast is bring on people who are more ambitious for God than they are for their business. And you'll see how ambitious they are for their business. And you'll be like, man, that ambitious for God. So, you know, that's one of the, um, the, the five musts of a God entrepreneur is to make sure that you are building Christ's church more passionately than you're building your businesses. Um, and that looks different for everybody. So I'm excited to bring people on and and, uh, and have those perspectives. Because here at Why Jesus, the reason that we call it Why Jesus is not only um, why Jesus out of all the different, you know, spiritual leaders, out of all the different, uh, you know, religions and spiritualities that you could choose from, Why Jesus for your salvation. That's, of, of course, a core concept that we discuss here. But also, why do we filter everything in life through the foundation of Jesus Christ, through the lens of true Christian principles. And that comes with filtering politics. It comes filtering spirituality, it comes filtering relationships, but it also comes why Jesus when filtering how we do business and how to build it ethically. And uh, so that's what I'm the most excited for is to give to give people some value and uh, to get some value ourselves out of hearing from people as well. So with that being said, guys, um, God bless. Uh, we'll see you guys on the next one. I'm officially, this is my last live before I take down the studio and go rebuild it in our new house. It'll probably look exactly the same, <laughs> but uh, <laughs> I'll know that it's different. So. Anyway, guys, make sure that you like, share, subscribe, all of that good stuff. Share this with your friends, and um, you will be seeing Lorenzo and Brian on here a lot more often. So God bless and be safe.